It's out with the moo and in with the new because today's episode is sponsored by the Coconut Club. Now, Lauren, you know I'm sceptical about plant-based alternatives, especially when it comes to my chocolate. I have to admit that the chocpots are my new guilty pleasure for a pick-me-up. But Jess, it isn't even guilty because they're 100 calories a pot, aren't they? It just gets better. <laughs> if you had to choose one of their products as your fave, what would it be? Okay, now hear me out because natural yogurt might sound boring as my choice, but I basically use it in everything. It's the one with the little blue tree on the front and it's amazing in smoothies for breakfast, curries for dinner, just so versatile. It's actually wild how creamy <laughs> the yogurts are considering there isn't any dairy in them. Even my gym going carnivore fiance eats them. Honestly, I, I barely got a look in when they sent us their new lemon flavoured yogurts this summer. Everyone get on board. Follow at Coconut Collab on Instagram to see more of the wonderful work they're doing. Welcome to Book Recos Between the Pages. I'm Jess. And I'm Lauren, and we're the pals behind Book Recos. This is the podcast where we chat all things books and just about everything in between. It's that time of year for our Books of the Summer episode where we chat about this season's new releases. These are books full of escapism that are easy to read whilst you're sweating it in the sun, so pack your bags and get ready for some hot recos today. should probably start by saying sorry for the sexy husky voice everybody <laughs> it has been I really miserable like... and it's made me ill and it has not... hasn't it yeah. but it's also it's the weather that's been miserable because we've not been miserable in July we've not been the very been trying to keep me down but I've not let it <laughs> I feel like you're ill though because not just the weather but because July's just been a lot of fun just been a lot, of... a lot of fun. Yeah. We had our best friend's hen do, and then two weeks later, her wedding. And yeah, both of us were ill. <laughs> but well, we had a good time. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Actually, do you know what? We should say that because we've done a Love Island episode before, we haven't <laughs> done one this year because neither of us watched it, but our, we made our friend's hen. It was Love Island themed. And it was very fun. Lauren, do you want to tell them about your role with the texts? Yeah, so when we were staying in this really lovely Love Island-style villa, and there were about 12 of us, 11 of us, and every now and then I would send a text to one of the girls around the pool, and they would have to shout, I got a text! And <laughs> then it would be filled with, like, a challenge. So I can read you the the first one to give you a little flavour of yours, because I've still got them saved do on it. my phone. Love Islanders, welcome to your first day in the villa to celebrate your besties last weekend as a single island girl. You're a bunch of hotties and it's time to cool down. The last islander to get into the pool has to do a shot. It's time to get wet, wet, wet. And they all just sort of flowed with that kind of theme of like challenges um, and just general drinking incentives, basically. Yeah. 
We all had Love fun. Island bottles. And then the Love Island game I organised was, you know, in Love Island when like one of them asked them to be their like official boyfriend or girlfriend mm. and they like take them around the villa and all the Love Islanders asked them. We did that where each of the girls had asked her a question and she had to get, she had to get to the answer and then each answer revealed um eventually what one of the activities would be and I was like I wonder if she'll get this and when we went to the second person she was like my god no. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god <laughs> nailed it yeah so it's very fun um and yeah now now I sound like this but worth it but worth um, it worth every second worth it also before we get to it I want to tell Lauren and I guess all of you so obviously Coconut Collab are sponsoring our podcast this month yeah They've paid for the ad. They have not paid for what I'm about to say. <laughs> Which is that, so they sent loads of their products and things. And my fiance is obsessed with them. He said to me the other day, Lauren, I'm coconuts for them. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, if anyone was going to sell these products, actually him, because this is so like not his thing. So shows that they're very yummy and I'm very much enjoying my chocolate pots. Oh, me too. Delicious. The best little evening treat. Oh, yeah. But summer, summer, summer. doesn't feel like summer, but summer is. It's here say, in these feeling, books. not a, not a, not a thing, you know. <laughs> okay. But you're right. Yes, they're here in these books. Yes. So I think we should start with a book that's called Summer Reading by Jen McKinley. Lauren, do you want to do the honors? What a perfect beginning. Okay, so Sam set out to spend the summer resurrecting her career as a chef, but instead has to chaperone her half-brother to a robotics competition at the local library. And naturally, because the universe hates her, the library's interim director, Ben, turns out to be the hot reader guy whose book she accidentally destroyed on the ferry to the island. Sam doesn't do reading, Ben doesn't do romantic relationships, but when Ben inspires Sam to create the cookbook she's always dreamed about, they discover there might be more than just a creative spark between them. Will this be a recipe for disaster or love? I'd never read the synopsis before. (laughs) No, neither did I. (laughs) I didn't realise that the cookbook was that central to the the book. I just thought that was like a a nice little thing towards the end. Okay. Um, so as it said in the synopsis, Sam doesn't do reading. And the reason for that is because Sam is dyslexic. And so the book actually starts off with a letter from the author explaining that, you know, because of the main character she's written, she's actually made sure that the book has been printed in a way that's easier for people with dyslexia to read. So it has wider margins um words aren't hyphenated across two lines uh, and also it's in a different font that's more readable and we love to see it yeah and she got uh she has some friends who are dyslexic as well and she got them to proof the book at certain points as well to make sure that it was one doing what she's like wanted it to do from like a reading experience perspective but also to that the main character there are points in the book where she's like quite nervous about people um not understanding her dyslexia or you know um like not bullying her for it but making her feel um less than for it so she got her friends to make sure that like her the the language around that was true to their experience of having dyslexia as well which I think was um a nice a nice little added bonus for the book um I also found it so much easier to read. 
Did yep. you? It's really chunky. Like when I picked up, I was like, fuck, this is a brick. But it's yeah. because the font is slightly larger and there's the wider margin. So don't any of you look at yeah. it and think, nah, too long. Because it's not. It's really, really it's not. Long. It's actually like, I would say it would be about a 200 to 300 page book. But it's yeah. probably like 400 because of of those characteristics. But um, I never do this. Like, Jess, you're usually the one who's reading whilst walking. Mm. And I can never do that because the words do just blur for me. Whereas for this book, I was able to read whilst walking from it, like on my morning commute, when I get off the train, I would find I was carrying on reading whilst walking through the station because it was just so much easier to do so. So, I never would have thought of that, but like, (laughs) oh my God, why don't they just print all books like this? I know, make everyone's lives easier. I guess because it makes them bigger, but that's not a real reason, is it? If it makes it more readable for everyone, surely that's way better. Exactly, and more, more money accessible. on a few more pages. Yeah, exactly, more accessible to everyone as well. Um, so I really enjoyed the book. It was very light-hearted. It's everything you want in a summer read. However, I simply could not stand <laughs> the way Sam and her brother spoke to each other. I'm sorry, but no sibling says bro and sis at the end of their sentences, and it just really, really gave me the ick. Especially because they aren't close. They get close no. to the book, but I think she, the brother, they're half siblings um and have grown up se- and there's a big age gap and they've grown up separately so just naturally yeah. they're not that close and they get closer this summer but yeah especially if you're not close to someone you aren't going to call them bro <laughs> honestly it just like really made me feel icky but other than that that aside I <laughs> really enjoyed the book yeah me too I liked the small town vibe so it's Martha's yeah. fin- is it Martha's fin- I just yeah that? no you're right and she's like she goes home and it's like those people are like, whoa, Sam, you're back. And I just love that. In a- <laughs> <laughs> and like she's reconnecting with her best friend who still lives there. Yeah. And um, her parents are away. And it was just like, like not a huge amount happens, but I really liked that because you really get into the character and their journey over the summer. And I love that it was just set over a summer as well. So you could just sort of yeah. imagine the summer months and like you know there's a beginning and an end to the story yeah you know I also found the romance quite believable yeah same actually like I think the plot uh sorry the synopsis kind of makes it sound like they're a bit enemies to lovers but they definitely are like as soon as they meet there is a spark and I like and I like that yeah same um yeah it was it was very good it was very fun very readable very Mm -hmm. believable everything we love does it give you um, vibes of any other books? So I feel well, like you've read question. quite uh like, is it one of, you know, like Emily Henry, is it? Oh, well, I was, when you just asked me that, I thought, well, maybe book lovers, because that yeah. is in a small town, um, but that is very enemies to lovers. Okay. But even then, you can tell there's always a spark. That's really believable as well. So yeah, that's, that is definitely as soon as you said it that's what I was going to liken it to okay <laughs> um, but maybe that's because one's good summer reading and one's good book <laughs> yeah I wasn't sure if I was but they're both like in your mouth. bookish content in the romance and obviously yeah. that's our vibe it is yeah 10 out of 10 yeah. okay Jess do you want to chat chat about our next summer echo yes please this is one that you just read I've held on to this since May so I really want oh, to wow. talk about it um it is wild things by laura k and i read this okay it's one of the ones that published on my birthday 
and then oh, I read it. There like were, a, and there were many. There were many. <laughs> and I read it a week later when I was in France. And yeah, read it in a day by the pool. So as a result, like I think while I was there, my cousin was like, oh, Jess, any like holiday recos? And I sent her a picture like, well, I enjoyed this today on holiday. And so as a result, like quite a few, one of my friends is in Italy this week and she's reading it on holiday because I was Aww. like, do it. It's a great holiday read. Um, so I will drop the snob for you, which I haven't read before. <laughs> because it was Laura Kay and I've loved the split and tell me everything by her. I just was going to buy this regardless of the yeah. plot. Okay, let's see what it says. Two best friends, one huge crush, a year that could change everything. Elle Evans is stuck in a dead-end job, hopelessly in unrequited love with her best friend Ray and in need of a major life change. After news resolution to be more wild, Elle is soon in possession of one small tattoo, one bad hangover, and memories of one very disappointing threesome. But she's trying, and surely it can only get better. So when a plan is hatched for Elle, Ray and their two closest friends, newly heartbroken Will and Instagram darling Jamie, to ditch the big city and move out to a ramshackle house in the middle of the English countryside, Elle can hardly say no. This is her big chance for a fresh start, the perfect wild thing. But living in close proximity to the love of your life without letting on isn't as easy as Elle might think. Okay, so pretty good synop. But my my synop that I put in my caption was... One's straight, one's gay, one's bi, one's a lesbian, and they're all moving out of London into a house in the sticks. And I feel <laughs> like that really, like that is why I loved it. And they joke, I can't remember exactly what they say, but in the book, they joke about how it's going to be like a gay coven. And like, <laughs> they're like, yeah, it'll be great. And basically, this guy, Will, who's the straight one, was in a relationship and they were in the process of buying this house. Like they'd put an offer in. Uh, and like done, they paid for all the checks already that need to be done, and then they break up. And Will, and Will is, I think, he's Ray's flatmate. Yeah, and so Ray's like, well, why don't we just do it? And so then Will and Ray are like the legal homeowners on the paperwork, whilst Jamie and L like right. kind of pay to live there. But like, yeah, when I was reading hey, that, I was fun. like, I was like, okay, so they're all going to fall out, and then they're all going to like lose their money, and it's going to end really badly. <laughs> It's just lovely. That doesn't happen. Oh. It just, it's just lovely. They move out to a house in the sticks. It's like a major fixer-upper. And okay. Jamie, the one that they've called Instagram Darling, starts an Instagram account for their house and it gets loads of followers. And they move into this like neighbourhood and it's really far from the train station for when they have to commute. So they all get bikes. And even in the rain, they're like biking and they become friends with all the, like their local neighbours. And like one of them is an old lady and there's a blackout and they're like, oh my God, has anyone checked on her? And they, and they have like a big party and they invite all the neighbours. It's just really oh my fucking God. lovely. I now really want to read this. <laughs> all of her books are like this. They're just all like yeah. so readable fabulous characters yeah. really full of friendship and then all of them like I wouldn't probably ever genre any of them as romance but they all have a romantic storyline yeah. in them but they're not as obvious and it was just so so good and obviously like you read more about people coming from the sticks and like yeah. moving to London and like yeah. moving to the big city to start not over the other way around but they're actually that starting would be over so out. much fun with a group of your friends buying a fixer upper yeah and like you've all got like this shared project yeah it's so that. fun <laughs> so and it's kind of like what we were saying with Lindsay Kelk it just sounds like it's just a genre and that's just safe reading yeah yeah you know it's just happy uplifting reading yeah and yeah like this 
the synopsis made it sound like it it's so much about unrequited love and like mm-hmm. it, it is but for me like I still would have loved it without that story because <laughs> I'm so here for like all the characters they get chickens like it's very <laughs> exciting um so yeah please read this please, please oh I please. love that and you and could so- read it any time of year but it's come out in the summer and I read it on holiday so that's why it's in this episode <laughs> okay and L straight as well so no, L, L and Will L is a lesbian. Ray is bi. She's a girl. And Jamie who's... is gay. And Will is straight. Okay, so who's the one in... So L oh. is a lesbian who loves Ray, who is bi. I see. Interesting. Yeah. Have I got that the wrong way around? I can't remember. It's too long ago. But I'm pretty sure that's correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I Please. love that. And they all go okay, to lake might... dipping as well. It's very fun. I might listen to that on audio. Oh, it would make a great audio. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, do it. Okay. Nice. Over to you, Lauren. Let's see if you can entice me to read your next read. <laughs> um, so this is one that I actually read on Hendy. And it's called Before We Were Innocent by Ella Berman. So here's the synop. This is the story of three perfectly imperfect women who hurt each other in all the most obvious ways, but who loved each other enough for a lifetime. And it doesn't end there. Ten years ago, after a sun-soaked summer spent in Greece, Bess and Joni were clearly were cleared of having any involvement in their best friend Evangeline's death. But that didn't stop the media from tearing them to shreds, turning two flawed young women into deprived thrill-seekers who led their friend down a twisted and deadly path. Now, Joni needs a favour, and when she turns up at the old friend's doorstep asking for an alibi, Bess has no choice but to say yes. She still loves her, but as the two friends try desperately to shake off their past, they have to face reality. Can you ever be an innocent woman woman, when everyone wants you to be guilty? Is it a spoiler to say what the crime is? Because I'm well interested. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it is. Evangeline dies I won't tell you how she dies but she dies on this trip to Greece and Bess and Joni are interviewed by the police when it happens and like they're obviously really distraught and then a few days later they're told that they are no longer in, um, treating this as an accidental death but um, a premeditated murder mm. and Bess and Joni are like their key suspects so like this massive media frenzy starts which although they're in Greece it like gets the world's attention so wow. in the UK and the US and they really villainize Bess and Joni um essentially like it's I guess a commentary on how women of any age if they aren't like perfect pure women mm. then then they're guilty and Bess and Joni like um like the media find photos of them from that holiday where they're partying and out clubbing and make them out to be like these promiscuous women who have casual sex and do drugs and so because of that they must be guilty and the whole world just assumes they are guilty whereas Evangeline is she's like the prude of the friendship group and she was like this like angel in the eyes of the press like so pure so like just led astray by Bess and Joni and like felt felt fallen victim to them but as the book so the book is set into two timelines the timeline of like the beginning of that holiday and the timeline of today and the more you start to read the more you realize that Evangeline wasn't this like angel that the media described her 
her as but it just like picks up on how women are like pitted against each other and someone's told they're the the angel and the others are, are the villains um but I won't say anything more because the time the dual timeline helps you to um like go along with both stories together because obviously in Greece um you know that Evangeline is going to die at some point on this trip mm. and in the modern day timeline it starts with Joni turning up at Bess's house Bess has like lives in the middle of like the desert somewhere in the middle of nowhere um and asks her to be her alibi because Joni's girlfriend's gone missing and she can't explain where she was so you're sort of like reading both stories mm. knowing that something bad is happening at, in both and wondering whether they're guilty or innocent my god double drama double drama and so it was All good drama. yeah it was really good really like because you don't know you have to like go on like you're like oh okay I'll just read one more chapter because there's a cliffhanger at the end of each chapter <sighs> about both of the mysteries and you're like oh I just need to know um so it's really good I really enjoyed it that's great and you I remember like way back when when we did our first summer episode or something you said that a thriller was your like favorite yes. summer read because and so yeah this is like a summary thriller exactly yeah I hadn't holiday. even clocked that but uh, uh yeah that is my ideal summer read because it just gets me going yeah, you get a fire in your belly. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Okay, yeah. are you able to hit us with another one? I am. And I'm going to talk about it for a bit. Okay. And then I might actually, so it comes out in August, so not many people will have read it, but I want to talk about it, but it will it will ruin the ending. And so I might do a now stop listening and come back once you've read it so that I can oh. discuss because yeah, it needs right. it needs to be discussed, I think. Okay. Um, but so it is. Are you just going to say when? Yeah, I will make it very clear. Um, okay, so this is The List by Yomi Adagoke. And it is like pitched as like the book of the summer. It's high drama. Listen to the synopsis. It's very dramatic. Verified couple, unverified rumours. Ola, a high profile journalist at Woman Magazine, is marrying the love of her life in one month's time. Young, beautiful, successful, she and her fiancé Michael are the couple goals of the social networks and seem to have it all. That is, until one morning, they both wake up to the same message. Oh my God, have you seen the list? It it began as a crowdsourced collection of names and somehow morphed into an anonymous account posting allegations on social media. Ola would usually be the first to support such a list. She'd retweet it, call for the men to be fired, write article after article, except this time Michael's name is on it high drama his name is on it as abusing women and she's like what this isn't the man i know this is the man i'm about to marry in 20 i think it's about 20 days and the whole book counts down up to the wedding day and so like for a lot of the day she's like am i going ahead with this like what the fuck do i do because she's made such a name for herself yeah as a feminist supporting this but but mike was like i don't know where these allegations have come from and so she like tries to dig dig into it to find out for herself if it's true. And we also hear from Michael's point of view as well. And like Michael okay. speaks to some of the other men on the list. And so I was like, oh, this is so dramatic. I have to read it. But then I also sort of thought, um, 
I don't know if anyone watched, I don't know if you did, Lauren, it was called Liar and it was like a maybe five-part yes. drama on ITV. Yeah. And it was about a woman who wakes up one morning, she believes that she's been raped by this like lovely doctor man who's like very kind and mm-hmm. looked up to in, into the, in the community. And I watched it and I was like, well, like you can't make something these days that calls women a lie, like, yeah. I mean, sorry, when I say these days, I mean, finally, Me Too has helped things, but like, yeah. never should you have made. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, you know, it's important to be like, look, women don't lie about this shit. Yeah. Right. And so I sort yeah. of read it being like, okay, well, this has got to be like how I felt when I watched Liar all those years ago that like this list has got to be exactly what we all think it is. And oh my yeah. God, what is she going to do? Is she going to, you know, cancel culture is very much in there as well. It's, yeah very 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 readable um and so at this point if you have not yet read the book and you don't want spoilers some of you might be like fuck it I'll listen to it (laughs) um stop listening and I don't know how long this will go on for so just like come back to this episode once you've read it that was a purposeful pause again (laughs) some of us slow to grab their phone um it is a lie the end of the, the end of the book reveals that someone, the person that made the list, has added has like basically he was just while he was seeing Ola, I can't remember her name, but he was kind of seeing this other girl on the right. side, and she became quite obsessed with him. And he was, and then in the in the end, he was like, "No, I'm choosing Ola." But he had definitely cheated on Ola and like been texting her and sending her pictures right. behind Ola's back, and so he could never admit why he thought that could be the person like that was the only person he was like they must have made the list or put me on the list I haven't screwed anyone over and I haven't abused her but I did screw her over but could never say why right and then at the end of the book we find out that her I think her now husband or boyfriend added Michael to the list as payback for this girl and so I was like so it it it, it, the message you are sending is that sometimes these lists aren't true oh don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. And I was like, the... did she still marry him? Yeah. So the wedding goes ahead, but like, there's not a lot of love. And then whilst they're Aww. at the wedding, I can't quite remember. I think someone, something goes out on social media that then like really ruins the wedding day even more. And then like, they, they basically break up in the end, but the, but the council culture is, like the, all the comment during council mm. culture is very interesting because there's a famous footballer on the list who's called out for being homophobic, but actually we find out that he's gay, and he has been. He has, he's like, yeah, I am. Uh, I do act homophobic because I'm trying to keep this secret, and actually he ends up killing himself, being outed. Oh my because, gosh! Because like people are so horrible to him. So like it's really important. It, it does so much important messaging. Yeah. So to then end it with the fact that oh yeah, that was actually like. The footballer, like he probably shouldn't fit on the list. Oh, and this guy definitely shouldn't because it was all a lie. Like, yeah. Okay, great. How many other ones on the list are a lie? And that's yeah. kind of where Michael's at. Like he goes to um all the people, all the boys on the list meet up. Oh, and God. like you're a bit like, well, I and Michael's like, well, I know it's not true about me. Like, how many of the and he's like kind yeah. of goes to find out if there are any other lies. And actually it's just like loads of horrible men. And so um, and it's all like they both kind of work in the media and are known about like they're not um not huge celebs but they're like yeah like instagram famous i guess got yeah um and so mm. yeah it was just like what the fuck 
and, and I'm one that likes a happy ending so yeah. I should have been like yay it wasn't him but yeah that makes feelings yeah it's would a you rec- still recommend it it's well. a reco for the fact that it is a really dramatic plot and like it's if you yeah. want to get stuck into a book and think about a lot it really makes you think about a lot of things right so it's good for all of those things but ultimately I don't agree with the ending well yeah and yeah, this the is like is problematic. one of the hot new releases, books of the summer type vibe. Mm. So I'm just cannot wait to hear what people think, think of it, it and yeah. come back to this bit and have a chat with me here. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a good record. That's going to, I think, yeah, I think that is important that people do read it, but with that in mind. Yeah, yeah. That it doesn't, like, sometimes a happy ending in a book isn't, what people want because it's not what's best for the world it's not what's yeah exactly yeah good so there there are quick fire summer records if anyone's got their holidays now that it's the school holidays any of the teachers are now going away pick Mm -hmm. up these um and we've got an exciting episode next week as well another interview I know we're really on a roll with the interviews at the moment and we have already teased it on our instagram with a reel um, yeah. But it's somebody who wrote a book that we just adored and then it got adapted for TV and now the sequel is coming out this summer. So we're going to talk oh. about it and I can't wait. Have you finished reading it? I haven't yet. I've got the day off today. So all my whole entire day is just going to be spent reading it on the sofa and I'm so dreamy. excited. Yeah, that is a dreamy day, especially yeah. in the rain. Ooh, and it's, it's raining. <laughs> Honestly, it's giving me all the feels. Okay, well, enjoy. Um, And we probably shouldn't say much more because I've told everyone to stop listening to this episode. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, then like, subscribe, leave a rating and review. It costs you nothing, but it genuinely means the world to us. And make sure you share our podcast with your reading buddy because they might like to listen too. And if you don't already, then follow us on Instagram at BookRecos or, funnily enough, more book recommendations. See you next week. We'll be here.